so it may be a little too late. Good afternoon. My name is Dale Marshall. I want to welcome you to the Kitchen Sink Podcast. I would call this part two. Um, what'd you title it, Abigail? haven't titled it so <laughs> thank you so this is part two to the untitled podcast prior um i have natasha marshall i have abigail walcott and i have kimberly case so again we're going to pick up where we left off because we started i'm gonna just kind of give you a little backstory we we started talking about i was talking about an issue that was bothering me just like again how african-americans slash blacks are treated um, how I see other ethnicities, other races that get the support. They get a different kind of support than we get. And so um, we all have our own theory. The theories vary about why that is. You know, Natasha said something that was that stick that stuck in my head. You know, sometimes we see ourselves as different levels or degrees of Black or African American, and that brings me back to um, do the right thing. You might remember that conversation where um, what was it Mookie was having with one of the, the 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 guys that worked in the pizza restaurant, and he was like, "Well, you know, you love Michael Jordan, you love Michael Jackson. Oh, they're not Black. What do you mean they're not Black?" And it was like, well, they're, they're different. They're different. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it's like O.J. Simpson. He was different for a very long time, right? And he wouldn't even... Well, he said, I'm not black. He I'm, did, exactly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um, Until they reminded him. And then they reminded him. That he transcended, well, he yes. He, yeah. He thought he did. Reality yeah, check, he reality he check. But again, that was something else we also talked about. Um when we make mistakes, when we fall off the pedestal, there, you know, is very little opportunity. I don't think anybody should be put on a pedestal. How about that? However, when we are exalted up so high. It's not our pedestal. So I think well, to, to Natasha's point that there are levels to blackness, because that's what Natasha said before. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. And that, and I, I agree that there are definitely people who would say, oh, well, you're not from here. So because I myself am not from here, they presume to know uh, what my history is with black culture in America. Mm -hmm. They presume to know the relationship that I have with other black people in the country. Mm -hmm. They don't, <laughs> I can guarantee you they don't. Mm -hmm. They would never guess, that's the first thing. The second thing is that, yes, there is all there is a, a type that certain people are more comfortable with mm -hmm. than others. So I agree with Natasha on that. Like, I think if you, for instance, if you, again, Martin Luther King holiday is coming up. So if you take Dr. King and you take um, the Honorable El Malik Shabazz, if you take, you know, you're talking Malcolm X, right. they were definitely far more comfortable with Dr. King than yes. they were with Brother Martin. I mean, Brother Malcolm, sorry. Yes. Um, and so, because M Malcolm was saying, Nah, we fight back over here. We shoot back over here. Also, the name of a book, We Shoot Back. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a book called This Nonviolent Stuff Will Get You Killed. <laughs> right? And so. And it did. And, and it did. It, and it, it did. did. Right? And so I think that when you. When, so they were definitely a lot more comfortable with Dr. King's uh, guidance on, you know, being normal, civil, civil disobedience, which he got from Gandhi, who, uh, by the way, incidentally, did not care for black folks so i think that like you know when when you hmm. the history matters right? it, does, it does it, matter. it matters so much and so you you have 
a an archetype of Negro that makes uh, white folks or, or non-blacks more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you will you can see it on television. There, like you can see all of the you know. There's a certain there's a certain look. Yeah. I think oh she's so beautiful, and it is inherently like mulatto looking, right? Mm -hmm. um, where you can't quite tell. You know what? You know what? But that ex she? but the exotic the too. The exotic. They like the exotic. But Mulan is exotic, right? Like how did they get together? Like the mix, right? Like mm -hmm. they like that. And so I think that there's when you. But it's almost. Ex <laughs> but it's like a spectacle, <laughs> like, though. It is. Yeah. But that's what they like because like they we're like here for the their entertainment of what they say. But when you think about it, when when we we talk about the certain blacks that are that they're okay with, you find the ones that are. You know, playing an an athlete or something, or playing mm -hmm. sports or like that, uh -huh. and then they turn against them when they go after their white women. Well, but they turn so, because you were there for sports and entertainment, right? right? Not to enterprise, so not to self actualize, right. not to become like them. Entertain me, exactly. dance. But that, yes. that mulatto that they like, the product, mulatto, but they like that. that. But they don't, they don't care about that part because it's entertainment. Also, there is a thing called trauma porn, right? Like, so when you. Yes, you're you're uh, what is it? Trevor Noah wrote "Born a Crime." So when, mm -hmm. but but mm -hmm. he he makes people laugh for a living, right? So it's okay, <laughs> right? So we'll pretend that it's fine until it, until such a time that it is not, and then we'll bring up like these other things, and then we'll throw you over there with your black counterparts because you'll no longer be on the fence, mm -hmm. right? So like that's the thing is that that you created a fence and we'll allow you to occupy. Uh, occupy that space until it is no longer entertaining to us for whatever reason but that's my theory I you know that's that's my theory I but I do I think that we have we have stuff that we as black people say that is detrimental to our own cause mm -hmm. Ooh, it's too many of us over there mm -hmm. it's too many uh, you know how y'all do um, oh he's just too black for me or you know, like we have levels of blackness that speak to our own comfort that we have either adapted from. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't want to be around ratchet or what. We're stereotypes. So the stereotypes we buy into the stereotypes. I don't want to be around that whether they black, white, or whatever. Well, but yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't but then, uh, nobody uncouth. ever. Nobody ever associates ghetto with white. Oh, or trailer. They're, they're, they're a different kind of trash. They're a different kind of trash. They call it a trailer trash. trash. Yes. But when you say like, there was this woman, I can't remember her name, but she's in Jamaica, I think, and she has uh, these like hotel, like these little eco huts or whatever. She was saying how she didn't want any ghetto ratchet people, and basically black people from the United States could come to stay at her hotel. Mm -hmm. Well, me, I wasn't staying anyway because you. You don't have the amenities that I want. Mm -hmm. Like, I might come and look at your little eco village, but I'm not fighting bugs all night. So, like, that's mm -hmm. not happening. But when she said it, there were tons of Black Americans that were like, wait, there are ghetto people in Jamaica. Like, you ain't got to come to the United States right. for ghetto, wretched, ignorant people who happen to look like you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do, you don't have to do that. So, so yeah, we definitely have levels to our Blackness and levels of cut but and it, it ends up hurting us in the long run i in my personal opinion some people might say no but i i think I, I think we shouldn't make it seem like it's a it's a, a race thing and i'm not saying us in particular mm -hmm. i i don't like drama so it doesn't right, matter like, like abigail said it doesn't matter who's bringing the drama i i want people 
that are able to communicate, right? I want I want to be around people that are able that are self-aware and able to manage themselves. So it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how tall you are, how short you are. Obviously children have difficulty managing. So they get a pass, you know, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But you know, I'm I'm talking about adults. You know, like we I just don't want drama. And I just I just feel like, again, over and over, decade after decade, we, we all just get thrown into this this yeah. this tub or, you know, this canister, this bucket, whatever of, you know, the stereotypes. And, and like I said before, sometimes we bind to, into the stereotypes. However, some of us perpetuate the stereotypes. So it's like but there's she- no type of stereotype that I want to be a part of. You know, I, that's just that the preclude, truth. Should that preclude awareness of our unique struggles on the world stage? Should that somehow cancel out that, like, when you're seeing these commercials of, against uh, about the atrocities that other groups are facing, mm-hmm. does that mean, well, we shouldn't talk about them because some of us are embarrassing? No. Do you understand? Uh, yeah, because yeah. they have groups that are. They have some of those that are embarrassing. Do you remember, um, it was a couple years ago, they had the scandal of all the the people in, it was Baltimore, mm-hmm. where they were like, it was something like 21, 20 families that were doing this, uh, what was it, Section 8 scandal, mm. where they had one name, and then they were using like their religious name. The, so they were using so like the I don't know if it was the religious name that owned the house and then they had their American name mm. the, and that was who was renting the house but they were living there as a family and Section Eight was paying the rent so like the dad bought the house with his religious name mm-hmm. and then they used their American name to rent the house from the dad the mom was getting Section Eight um. but they were all living there as a family and that's how they were buying up the houses mm. and paying their mortgage, right? And they were all Caucasian, every last one of them. Why aren't they painted with the same brush that like the one chick who stays on welfare too long, she has six kids and she's on welfare, she becomes a welfare queen. Yeah. But what about all of these people over here that are absolutely committing housing fraud And you, so you know if they're getting Section 8, they're also getting other benefits. You know Absolutely. they didn't stop at Section 8. But that's why I said it depends on 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 where, who and where you're congregating with. Because we know about that because we're here in this area. Right, yeah. But there's people in Kentucky that's predominantly white that lives in Rand Paul's district mm-hmm. that's dirt poor and on Section 8 and mm-hmm. on food stamps and on, well, and on welfare. So it's, but we wouldn't know that because right. we're not in Kentucky. Right. So that's why I'm saying it just depends where you are, who you're surrounded by. Like, we don't know what's going on there. So we can't speak on it and the media is not speaking on it because yeah. they ain't going to tell us what's going on in Kentucky. So, but why isn't Brett Favre being painted as a oh, welfare Brett, abuse? Well, this person? is what I'm about to say. Brett Favre's day is coming. It's, it was on Twitter the other day. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. See, I'm not on Twitter. So well, I did well not. see, it, it, then that, yeah. that goes back to in certain, you got to be in certain circles to know yeah. certain information. Right. Oh, 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 yeah, he's, he's they're, they're looking into investigating him for welfare fraud. 
$2.7 million yeah, but it's, or something like that. But, but this is in Mississippi. We're in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So are you? Are we really going to hear that if we don't go on the international right, stage of right. social media? But it's no longer coming across the broadcast. Was, of course, why do you right. think it's not? But if it was someone someone that was black, okay. every single day, about. every who, single who day. Who controls that? If well, it was we know Tiger exactly. Woods, it would still Absolutely. be on national uh, Every single day. Every every news channel would for like five minutes they would be talking about it. Well, where are we, uh, Bob, with that case? <laughs> right. Uh, oh, right. Do we have any more information coming out of California? Right. Just like, like um, why? I'm outside of his house. We're waiting for it's it's like for a what? zoo. It's like nonsense. For but, what? And and pay attention to the worldwide news organizations. Right. CNN that. cleans house. MSNBC is is cleaning house. They all cleaning house and bringing in new fresh faces. Why? Mm. Right? Because the people that's producing these new stories don't always look like us. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I even I, in this area, they move from Fox to NBC to ABC. It's the oh, same so ones. Cool. They yeah, just yeah, move. Yeah. They just move them around. Mm-hmm. It's 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 wild. I mean, I, and this is the thing, though. I just when you, we asked you. Um, do we think it's too late? And you said yes. You I, say I kind said of. kind of. So it might be a it little might be bit too late. late for in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know if there's going to be another little MLK Jr. in the making somewhere. <laughs> but I, I, I'm honestly going to say I hope. I, well, it ain't going to be my grandson because I ain't grooming right. him for such. But I say that because of the toll it takes on the individual to make that change. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to sacrifice your family, your life for that change to happen? Not only that individual is going to sacrifice, but it takes a toll on the entire family. And when I say that, I was mentioning when I brought up Sean King, Mm -hmm. and then I just made a note of the the Harvard president that they just got ousted out. Right. What? Did that lady do that? They needed to get rid of her so bad. She didn't speak out against the anti-Semitism marches Mm -hmm. that her students were holding. Mm -hmm. She felt like they were not speaking out against Israel and the Jewish community. They were talking about. So she went before Congress or wherever she she was, and she she sat and she had that conversation. She went back, and her bosses said, "We're." She came back and cleaned it up. We're not gonna. They kept going yeah. and they kept yeah. digging because and they one of the kept board members is married to an Israeli oh, woman. Hold on. Mm-hmm. That's why. Okay. Whatever it be. But when they want you, they want they you. They get you. Right? So they couldn't get her on that. So then they come back and they start talking about some plagiarism, plagiarism. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you plagiarizing something where your mentor or whatever he was to her said that she okay. didn't plagiarize? If, if, yeah. if he's the one that's but this is what they do. Yeah. When but they, they want, do it well. But the Israeli woman who is caught, who caused, she's the wife of one of the board members at, at Harvard. Mm-hmm. And she is being brought up on plagiarism charges. And you're hearing very little about that part of it. Right. So again, like we, cause the conversation was really like, my, my question was, why is it that we're the only ones as, as black people, no matter where you're from, I get that there are levels, I do. But why are we the only ones that are painted with the same brush? Like other groups, like if Melania appears in Playboy, they don't put that on all 
white women. They don't put that on all white first ladies. Mm -hmm. It's only her. And then they made it okay. Like, yeah. oh, she's beautiful. She's the most beautiful first lady we've ever had. Re like, we're not even looking at the morality clause. Like, we're not even looking Let at Michelle. <laughs> Let's say Michelle did some. Oh, well, they, she didn't even do anything. They said she was like an ape. They said she was an ape in high heels. They said she did. She got in trouble for, for not having a sweater. So, so like we don't. My thing is that why why is that? So when we when we start, we have to different standards. We have to different But her husband is the same one that's running for president that has a problem with immigration, but. All your wives are immigrants. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but they're what, not. What? But they're not. That's not an issue because they don't look like you or I. Mm -hmm. right. They don't look like you. You know what? Because honestly, from the right well, not only that, the United States has a history of whitening their country by bringing Bring Eastern it, European, yeah, European women. Yeah, yeah. So they brought it up on like the male order bride, mm. and you you think that that that's not mm. new when you watch Ninety Day Fiance or Married at First Sight, and all these women are like. Jess, I love George. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, where are you from? Estonia, Latvia. <laughs> you know, like they're all because that is the history yeah. that that country has with this one. Mm -hmm. Eastern Europeaners, they brought a bunch of them in as no order brides back in the 1800s because cholera and like typhoid was killing took, all of them. They women. took them out. Yeah. Well, they were killing all of them as we were doing our westward expansion. Here in the United States, they were killing all of them. They brought a bunch of them over, so now all the cowboys, and you get a woman, you get a woman, right, you get a woman. We're going off crap. No, no, of we're, course now. Who was you no, saying about what, what I was saying? Deviate from so, that look for them. I, I do have a question. So let's just say someone approached you and said, look, I have unlimited resources. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I, and I want to hear from all of you. What's the first thing that you think we should do? To, to improve the situation here in the United States uh, as, regarding black people and their status. Like, Buy a bank and do financial planning. Hmm. So that's your answer. We have some. Isn't Sandy Springs Bank black, black on? We need more. We're always gonna need more of something. Yeah. But it starts, the foundation starts with educating mm -hmm. and you have to find the, the people that want, that's willing, want and willing to do the work. Now, being that I work in a high school, based on what you see in the media, you would think we don't, that is not the case. Mm -hmm. We have some brilliant minds. I believe it. Br when I say brilliant, what it took some of our people to do, it, these kids can do it in 0.25 seconds with a computer and done. Yeah. Okay. They don't need eight hours in a day to do a job. Quite a skip. I don't need it. <laughs> right. But it is what it is. Entertain it. So I'm saying that to say you have to, it takes. When I say it takes a strong-minded individual, it's like a teacher. It's not something you go into for the finances. It's something you're called to do, mm -hmm. right? 
So, and when I use Sean King as an example, and like I said, I don't know this man from Mechanic Paint. I just so happened to come upon something and I started following him and I was just like, whoa. I was just like, why is he taking all this backlash? Mm -hmm. And so then I just said, let me go read the story. And then he did his own story on his own self. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, so then I started branching off because, you know, people will tell what you they want you to know. Right. So I was just like, well, let me see what this person has to say about him. Let me see what this person. So him and Roland Martin has some type of beef going on. So then I was like, well, why are you beefing with him? But you cool with this person, this person not beefing with him. And so then it was like trying to pull off. I said, you know what, Tasha, come up with your own conclusion because mm -hmm. this one right here could be just jealous. Mm -hmm. So anyway, and that's our problem, right? We cannot get a core group of intelligent African-American, Black, whatever you want to be called yourself, in a room together and come up with a consensus, a plan, a vision to move forward. Because somebody always want to be the boss. Somebody wants to be in control. Nobody wants to be in the backseat. Everybody mm -hmm. want to drive the bus. That's not how you implement things. Yeah. So giving me all the money that's that's brilliant but if i don't have the people to go with the vision so who would you assemble it's not gonna matter. that's the question the question that's the thing so mm -hmm. you gotta find the right people and it's just like even i say even our, our president some people think he didn't do anything for black people mm -hmm. some people understand this is what he can if you understand how the hierarchy works mm -hmm. you understand what he can and what he cannot do mm -hmm. now donald trump made it seem like he could just go in but that's because he runs a different ship of how he think he can do things mm -hmm. and it's illegal mm -hmm. the stuff that if he did what donald trump did he'll be in jail mm -hmm. donald trump is for all kinds of circles in the courts right now because he don't put people in different judgeships mm -hmm. where he knows if it goes to the Supreme Court, they're going to kick that thing back because he don't put two judges there. Mm. Right? Mm. So it's different levels to it. It's, it's, it's kind of hard in its entanglement mm. that it's like, who is willing to put their life on the line to clean it up? I don't know too many people that's willing to do that. And that's why I think a lot of us sell out for the money mm. instead of for the cause. That's why I think your Oprah's and your Tyler Perry's and those people, that's why they say, you know what? Let me just go ahead and take my money, do my business, empower as much, employ as much, mm -hmm. give back as much, and just let the rest. Because they, they've seen where we can't make the difference we think we can make mm -hmm. now that we have the money. Because it's levels and there's strings tied mm -hmm. to this. That somebody could, oh, that's what you want to do, Bill Card, i.e. Bill Card. Oh, that's what you think you can do, black man. Mm -hmm. And they cut the string and it all comes mm -hmm. crumbling down. What would you do? Um, I think it's a combination of everything. I think we need to build that support system so that those that are in positions have something to fall back on. We're not dependent upon the white. Mm -hmm. The dominant, dominant group. The dominant mm -hmm. group. And we have our own system to support and push along and, and whatever agenda that we have in place going forward. Mm -hmm. So, so what I would do, I think education is really important, but I would definitely, I would hit, I would want to, if I had the resources, I would definitely 
reinstate all of the programs and uh, anything that would definitely help support kids and encourage kids and build kids up, I would put that back into place. I would definitely do my best to make sure that we, you know, I would get into the churches, you know what, and be like, and, and listen, you gonna you gonna pay taxes, or you gonna be your door is gonna be open. I don't know if I can do that, but I would try to do that, and I would try to go to their the, the, their constituents or whatever they're called, their the the um their parishioners and their congregations, all of that, all of the above, and be like, I need you to let your pastor, your deacon, whoever, let them know that they need to be twenty four seven. If somebody is hungry, y'all need to have something prepared. These kids should not be hungry. Um, I would definitely go into the schools. What do you need, teachers? What do you need, principal? I would just, but I, I think we just want to police everybody. And I, I think we, you know, this whole pull pull yourself up by the bootstrap. I would get rid of that whole that whole philosophy, um, and just make sure that kids feel like they don't have to go out and rob people. Like, what, what are you robbing for? Like, cause look, you, you, you know, you, you got food, you got clothes, what you need? It may not be Jordans, but what do you need? Let's just make sure making that, you know, again, every kid got a Christmas, they got a this, they got a that. Just making sure kids are getting what they need. I know it may sound material, but that's what kids care about. So it's like, how do we keep them happy enough and engage in school and learning? I would definitely make sure that every school had everything that it needed. It don't need to be top of the line, but everything that they needed to ensure that these kids' academic needs are met. So let me let me stop you for a second. Please. Because you don't call it on the church. Yeah, well, you said we got to get everybody. Hold on, hold on. You don't call on the church. You don't call on the school. You don't call on the community. I know where she's going with this. Exactly. (laughs) When does the parents step in? Because they made these babies. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. I wasn't done, but go ahead. (laughs) No, no, well, you you went far and we ain't get to the first set of people that that made these babies. Well, listen. But what I, one thing I do want to say, and and not to, not Mm -hmm. to, to piggyback off that, the churches do do that stuff. No, the, hold on. This not and this enough. is this is, and this is why I'm saying, mm-hmm. if you're not in that environment, you can't make that assumption. Because call, I I, I would differ to you. I would give you three right now. I will tell you, call them and ask them what they do. Because mm-hmm. I could tell you every Saturday morning, you can go to First Baptist Church of Glen Ottawa on 3600 Bright Street Road mm-hmm. and grab a sandwich. I'm gonna tell you this. Um, when I was in between jobs, when I got laid off from Adventist Behavioral Health, and I, you know, um, I didn't have my licensure as a, as a therapist yet, but I was a substance abuse counselor, and I wrote letters to maybe ten churches saying, "Hey, this is what I never got a letter back. Like, this is what I do. I want to so, come in and blah blah blah." I never got one response back from the ten churches, at least ten churches so I wrote t- a letter let, to. Let, let me tell you how. Ch- let me tell you how how it goes from where I am a member. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This, this is this is how it goes. Like you said, you wrote a letter. Mm-hmm. Most churches like face to face contact. Okay. Well, call hold, me. Write me back. Hold, hold Email on. me back. I'm gonna come. Hold on. Go ahead. Most people that get that stuff are volunteers. Churches don't have permanent employees, especially if they're not big. Okay. 
Okay. Most churches, when they say, oh, that's a mega church, that's a this church, that's a that. sweetie, it's mega on Sundays. It ain't mega Monday through Saturday. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. They consider the church I go to a mega church. Honey, mm-hmm. I know everybody that goes through those church doors on Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. And now Sunday, I'd be like, who that? Mm-hmm. But on Monday through Saturday, I could tell you that's such and such, that's such and such, that's such and such. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then there's different, there's different offices for different things. Now I will tell you this. The first thing they're going to ask you is, are you a member? Mm-hmm. Because now in this climate that we're in, there's different avenues and different things. When I first became a member there, you didn't have to do no background check. You didn't have to do no fingerprint. You didn't have to do none of that. Now, before you can even volunteer in any ministry, mm-hmm. you have to get a background clearance. Well, that I do that anyway. So that's not a problem. Well, that no, wouldn't, have been, a, I'm saying, saying, wouldn't have been a barrier I'm for me. I'm just telling you yeah. what the policy and the criteria is. Now, sending a letter to some churches is like putting a needle in a haystack, depending on the church, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you go to Mount Calvary, downtown D.C. or whatever, you might as well just send that to the U.S. Postal Service in the... With no address on it? Right. (laughs) So that's all I'm saying. Sometimes it's best to call the number, get a name and a contact person, and and go from there. So... We're running out of time, but the, the last thing I want to say, um, I, thank you for joining us. But I, you know, you talked about the parents, but I definitely would address the healthcare, um, and make sure that people are getting proper healthcare. But I think if we could get to the kids, at least we're not that I don't want to work with the parents, but I, I definitely feel like we need to give the kids what they need because they are going to be the next generation. So again, thank you for listening to the Kitchen Sink podcast. I'm Dale Marshall, Abigail Walcott, Kimberly Case, and Natasha Marshall. Join us soon. Thank you.